Welcome to the Mickey and Minutes Podcast, the short Disney show. I'm your host, Nick Lazaga, and this is episode 24, New and New to Me, my summer 2018 trip report. Welcome to Fantasmic. Tonight, our friend and host, Mickey Mouse, uses his vivid imagination to create magical imagery for all to enjoy. In the shadows of Mount Everest, a train awaits. But be warned, those attempting to reach the summit must face him. Well, I'm back from another amazing Walt Disney World vacation. Five and a half days, four parks, two resorts, and countless new memories. It was hot and the crowds were heavy, but like always, we got to enjoy everything we wanted to do and more. We even got to experience some brand new things, including Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios, which was amazing. I just want to tell you everything about this incredible vacation. But since this is the short Disney show, I can't give you every detail. So instead of the play-by-play, on this episode, I'm just going to tell you about what was new and new to me this summer at Walt Disney World. Let's jump right in. So first, let me set the stage for this trip report. We were celebrating two things this time, our one-year wedding anniversary and my birthday. We had originally booked the first three nights at All-Star Movies, but a few days before the trip, Disney called us with a free upgrade to Port Orleans Riverside due to some construction at All-Star Movies. We had stayed at Riverside on our honeymoon last summer and loved it, so we were very, very happy to receive that call. Riverside is beautiful, and it's just a short, scenic boat ride away from Disney Springs, which we took to hang out there on our first day like usual. There, after weeks of seeing Instagram posts about it, we finally got to explore the new Disney-style store for ourselves. It's super cute, and basically everything in the store is a photo op. It's pretty much like walking through a Disney Instagram page. Most of the merch was not unique to the store, which was a little disappointing, but I loved the whole feel of it, and it will definitely be a part of our usual Disney Springs routine from now on. Another thing at Disney Springs that was new to us, only because we've just never thought about doing it before, was taking pictures in the PhotoPass studio. It was fun. There you can take some pictures using fun props like pirate swords and princess stuff. It's not just for the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique kids. We got some great pictures, and since we bought Memory Maker, they were included with all of our park pictures. So pro tip, go during the day for some really fun and silly pictures. On our first night, we did something else that was new to us. To celebrate my birthday, we went to Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at the Polynesian Resort. We had been looking forward to this for a very long time, and the whole experience exceeded our expectations. 
This completely immersive tiki bar had windows just like the ones in the Enchanted Tiki Room that look out at volcanoes and other Polynesian views. And different things can happen around you depending on what you order. I actually angered the tiki gods by ordering the Aoa. It started storming outside and everyone in the room started chanting Aoa. Then they lit my drink on fire and we had to try to please Aoa, the tiki goddess of disaster, by tossing cinnamon into the fire which made it spark. And the statue of Aoa came to life and talked to us. It was so much fun. And fun fact, the Aoa animatronic is actually the same one from the old tiki room under new management attraction from the Magic Kingdom that closed back in January 2011. And of course, the drink that was named after her was delicious too. It was basically a rum and fruit juice drink, very tropical, and I got the souvenir cup for my collection. My wife ordered the drink called the Mosquito Mojito. Nothing crazy happened with this drink, but it was tasty. It was basically a traditional mojito with rum, mint, lime, and soda water. We had such a blast here. It's so well themed, and I love how the bartenders and waitstaff all get into character while here, and they get everyone involved in the fun. I highly recommend this place for a fun adult night out. For the last two nights of our trip, we stayed at the beautiful Animal Kingdom Lodge. This was a first for me. We stayed in a standard room in Jumbo House. The lobby of the hotel was gorgeous. I've never been to Africa, but everything in there seemed pretty authentic to me. All the artifacts around the resort were awesome to look at. And it was so cool to be able to just look out at the savannah and see animals. And our room was big and clean and beautifully decorated. And the bed was the most comfortable bed I've ever slept in on Disney property. On our last day, we decided to not go to the parks and take full advantage of this amazing resort. We had an early lunch at Sanaa, and this was another first for me. This restaurant is located in the DVC side of the resort called Kadani Village. It has windows looking out at the savannah, so you can see zebras and giraffes while you eat. Now, you know how at most places people say, don't fill up on the bread? Well, this does not apply to Sanaa. For years and years on other Disney podcasts and YouTube channels, I'd been hearing about the Sanaa bread service. So, this is one of the main reasons we booked this restaurant. And they were not lying. There is something truly magical about the bread here. So let me tell you a little about it. It's five different types of naan bread, which is an Indian type of flatbread, and nine different accompaniments or spreads for the bread. That's a lot of bread and sauces, so they do offer an option with only three types of bread and three accompaniments. But we couldn't choose, so we just decided to try them all. And they were all so good. My favorite non flavor was the garlic ginger, and my favorite sauce was the garlic pickle, because clearly I love garlic. But I'm also a huge fan of hummus, so the roasted bell pepper hummus was delicious too. We also had some exotic meals there, and they were amazing too, but like everyone else, my biggest takeaway was the bread service. Amazing! If you ever have a chance to go out to Animal Kingdom Lodge for a meal, do yourself a favor and go to Sanaa. And go with stretchy pants. During the four full days we were at Walt Disney World, we were able to do all four parks and even do some park hopping, which really gave us a chance to see and do everything and some things more than once. Our first day was Epcot all day, then Magic Kingdom all day on the second day. And by all day, I mean from rope drop all the way to the end of extra magic hours. Yeah, we go hard at Disney. Then our third day started at Hollywood Studios with early morning extra magic hours so that we could finally experience Toy Story Land. 
Then we hopped over to the Magic Kingdom in the evening to see Happily Ever After and of course get a few more rides in. Pro tip, Main Street stays open for another hour after the park closes, so do your shopping last and wait it out so you can get some amazing pictures by the castle with no one around you at all. That's what we did that night, and it's totally worth it. Finally, our last day started at Animal Kingdom, where we received a free giant cinnamon roll at Creature Comforts, aka Starbucks, because they noticed our anniversary buttons. And yes, this was a better cinnamon roll than the one from Gaston's Tavern. Sorry Gaston, but you still win the Nobel Prize. Then we spent the afternoon at Epcot and took a friendship boat later that night over to Hollywood Studios where we had the greatest seats ever for Fantasmic. We were front row and basically in the center. The Fantasmic Fastpass people had the dead center, but we were like right next to them. It was incredible. You can feel the heat from the fire and we got sprayed a little from some of those water effects. Also, Toy Story Land is even better at night. And yes, I'm gonna tell you all about that in a second. But first, I have a deep, dark Disney confession to make. In my almost 30 years of going to the parks, three, even four or five times a year when I lived in Florida, I had actually never experienced Expedition Everest. I know, that's crazy, right? Well, here's the thing. I went to Animal Kingdom a couple times when it first opened, and my family didn't really care for it that much. So honestly, we just never went back. Then, when I started going as an adult with my wife, our trips were usually kind of short, like two or three days. Then last summer, we finally made our way over to Animal Kingdom, but it was late at night for extra magic hours, and the only part of the park that was open was Pandora. So on this trip, we made it a point to spend a few hours at Animal Kingdom so we could not only do both attractions in Pandora again, but so that I could finally experience, for myself, the amazing Disco Yeti. Just kidding, but for real, I loved Everest. It was absolutely worth the wait. I will say though, that after years of building it up in my head as this crazy mysterious roller coaster, it was honestly a little slower than I imagined. But that's okay with me, because all the story elements were amazing. I'm only sorry that I never got to experience the fully functional Yeti. Hopefully one day, he'll be restored to his former glory. Well, I'm glad to finally get that off my chest. Do you have any Disney confessions? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey Minutes, and let's talk about it. Don't worry, this is a safe space. Now before I get to my Toy Story Land review, I just want to quickly mention a couple other new and awesome things I experienced on this trip, many of which I actually gave the backstories for back on episode 21 of the podcast, when I talked about all the new and limited time experiences coming this summer. So first of all, I finally saw the new redhead scene in Pirates of the Caribbean. She looked great, but the dialogue was a little weird. It just seemed random and didn't really fit well with the overall story. Oh well. At Donald's Dino Bash, I was able to meet a few rare characters. Now I was a big Disney Afternoons fan when I was growing up, so finally getting to meet Scrooge McDuck and Launchpad McQuack was a pretty big deal to me. And the theming of their meet and greet spots was above and beyond. So many little details that I just wanted to stay and look at. Nice job, Disney. And speaking of wealthy meet and greets, we also got to meet Joy and Sadness for the first time over at Epcot and Olaf at Hollywood Studios. By the way, some of the characters who can't physically sign autographs, like Olaf, actually have some pretty cool autograph cards. So just ask the cast member who's with them for one, and it's a really cool free souvenir. And actually, while I'm talking about free stuff at Walt Disney World, I want to tell you about something random and awesome that happened to us on our first night. A mysterious gift arrived at our room. 
It was a big Pluto basket with a Pluto blanket, a big Pluto plush, a Pluto cookie jar, two bags of flavored popcorn, two chocolate-covered Rice Krispie treats, two bottles of water, and a bag of pretzels. The note just said that it was from Disney Reservations. It was a truly magical surprise, and we munched on those free snacks for the rest of our trip. Thanks, Disney. At Epcot, we caught the new Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live concert. It was really fun. I actually like how they're integrating the Guardians into Epcot. And for all you hardcore MCU canon people, remember that this is all happening in a different multiverse. That's why they look a little different and why it doesn't fit in with the movies. Just saying. Before we saw the show, we had our big anniversary meal at Teppanetto in the Japan Pavilion. It's one of those restaurants where they cook all the food right at your table and the chefs do all those fun tricks while cooking. I had actually never been to one of those places before, so this was another first for me. And it was amazing. Everything was cooked perfectly, and it was so much fun to watch. Plus, we got a free dessert for our anniversary. High quality food, a show, and free cake? You really can't beat that. The last thing I want to mention is Baseline Tap House at Hollywood Studios. This is a lounge that took the place of the Rider Stop next to Sci-Fi Dine-In. This place is like something you would find in the nice downtown area of a big city. Disney describes it as a cheery corner pub. The atmosphere was really nice, and it had some outdoor seating with string lights overhead, and inside it's themed to a repurposed print shop. You could actually see some old Disney attraction posters on the wall in various stages of completeness. It's very cool. There were so many great California beers to choose from, so I just ordered the Beer Flight that had four 5-ounce beers. And I like lighter beers, so I asked for the four lightest ones, and they were all delicious. And with each beer, they gave a card that describes it, and that's another really cool free souvenir. My wife ordered a drink called the California Sunset, which was vodka, southern comfort, and some fruit juices. It was really refreshing. We also shared a big Bavarian pretzel that had some beer cheese to dip it in. It was amazing. This is a really nice place to just chill out for a while at Hollywood Studios. I love it, and let's face it, the coffee they used to serve at Rider Stop was kinda gross. So Baseline Tap House is a welcome addition to the new Hollywood Studios. And of course, the newest thing at Hollywood Studios, and really at all of Walt Disney World, is Toy Story Land. Let me begin by telling you that when you first round the corner by Walt Disney Presents and see the entrance to this land for the first time, and really every time, it's honestly kind of overwhelming. You see a giant Woody next to the sign, and right behind him is Slinky Dog Dash speeding by. You see all the oversized blocks and toys, and once you step into that land, you're about the size of a green army man. You become completely immersed in the world of Andy's backyard. Every single detail is perfectly to scale. Even Andy's footprint on the ground. And along the side of the land is the wooden backyard fence. The Imagineers really thought of everything. Every single structure in this land is something a kid would have access to. Andy built this land for his toys. You see the packaging for many of his toys used as walls and roofs for the queue areas. It's amazing. Even his lunchbox is the setting for the counter service location here. There are three attractions in this land, but only two of them are new. You have Alien Swirling Saucers, Slinky Dog Dash, and the classic Toy Story Mania. First, Alien Swirling Saucers is definitely what you would call a kiddie ride. You get inside a little spaceship that is piloted by a green alien, and it goes in circles and whips you around. It's basically the same ride system as Mater's Junkyard Jamboree in Cars Land over in California Adventure. 
but I will say that we had a great time riding it. We couldn't stop laughing as we slid across the seat every time it whipped around. We did both new attractions twice, once in the morning and once at night, and this attraction really shines at night because of all its cool lighting effects. My only complaint about this attraction is the lack of interactivity in the queue. Now I understand why they didn't make it interactive, it's supposed to be the packaging for the toys that Andy made the ride out of, but along the queue there are a lot of buttons and switches that just don't do anything. Almost every single person who walked by tried to push them and they didn't do anything. And that frustrated most people, me included. We waited about 25 minutes for this attraction both times, and honestly the queue made the wait a little boring. Yeah, there's a lot to look at, but the line moved pretty slow, so I would have liked something fun to interact with to help pass the time. That's also the only complaint I give to Slinky Dog Dash. The first time we rode that ride we had a fast pass, but the second time we waited for about 45 minutes, and although the queue was extremely detailed and really fun to look at, it would have been cool to have some little interactive surprises along the way. But with that being said, I really enjoyed looking at all the details that showed how Andy built this roller coaster. I don't want to tell you all those details because I hope you get to experience it for yourself one day soon, but if you look around the queue, you're going to see just what Andy used to make the ride. It's so cool. Slinky Dog Dash is a really fun family roller coaster. I'd say its thrill level is somewhere in between Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It has two fun launch sequences and a great surprise at the end. And the ride is actually a pretty good length. Also, a little added bonus is the great view into what will soon be Star Wars Galaxy's Edge from the top of the attraction. Toy Story Land is all about the details. You just have to see it to truly understand how stunning it is. And it takes on a whole new life at night. So if you can only see it once, I definitely recommend seeing it at night. There are fun surprises hidden all around the land, so don't just ride the attractions and leave. Like with every land at Walt Disney World, take your time and explore. That's half the fun, right? Disney is for the young and the young at heart. So whether you're at Toy Story Land or anywhere else in the most magical place on Earth, just let yourself become a part of the story and play along. Well, that was my quick summer 2018 trip report. Have you been to a Disney park this summer? What was something new or new to you that you got to experience? Let me know on Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. It's always so fun to look back at all the amazing memories that we make at Disney, and I love being able to share some of them with all of you. This is actually the first episode of year two for this podcast. So whether you've been listening since episode one or you just found the show today, I want to say a huge thank you for listening and supporting the show. You are helping to make this dream of mine a reality. So like always, thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. If you liked it, please rate it and review it on iTunes and tell your fellow Disney friends about it. Look out for another episode very soon. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Mickey and Minutes. Find us on YouTube for some Disney trivia and other fun videos. And check out MickeyandMinutes.com for show notes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening to the Mickey and Minutes podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye.